Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 32 of the Stream Queens podcast, where we review horror films and horror-adjacent films you can stream on the internet. I'm your host, Rachel, and joining me is a spooky nun with evil intentions, Mars! Hello! How are you doing, Sister Mars? I'm doing I'm doing well. How are you? I'm pretty good. I mean, you've definitely rocked my world with the introduction of salmon sharks, which are sharks that live in Alaska and eat people. Yeah, the danger you didn't even know. You didn't even know it was there. The Amazon is on fire right now. What is going to come out of there? I'm guessing it's going to be sharks with legs. Oh my god, it's going to be a whole bunch of Mothmen, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, so many Mothmen. Uh. <laughs> All right, that's this, that's a funny joke about a dark thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so today we're going to be reviewing a movie, a little movie called Saint Agatha, which is a movie that makes me glad to be a childless heathen. Uh, <laughs> yep. Same. 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 But before we get started, Mars, can you do me a solid and remind the listeners of our very special spoiler policy? Oh, it's so special. It's so unique. <laughs> um, in that we're going to spoil just the whole, the, the whole, whole thing. thing. The whole All of it. So if you didn't watch it and you want to watch it and you want to not know what happens... Go ahead and just watch it now. And I think that this is one of the movies where I will say that, you know, it might be better if you don't, because it's not quite as straightforward as I imagined it was going to be right? when I went into it. I I definitely did not see where this was going. Yeah. I, was like, I, I kept waiting for it to go somewhere it never went, I guess. Yeah. That's more of an oh, accurate way to say it. And then at um, one point towards the end, I kind of was just like, you know what? I'm done trying to figure this out. It's just going to have to happen to me because I don't know at all <laughs> what, is, what this is building up into. Right, exactly. I can, you, it, at some point, you go like, "Okay, I give up." You know what? I'm just I'm here for the ride. The I movie guess it's going to be what it wants to be, and <laughs> that's just going to have to be okay. So, wh- how have you been, and what have you been up to? I've been good. Um, not a whole lot. I saw an owl. You saw? An, I'm telling you, girl, these are screen memories. Yeah. Well, so here's the. So you know how I told you I've been home by myself for the past week. The first evening, it was like maybe eight. And I stepped outside because I totally forgot to get the mail. So I was sitting outside, and there's been an owl and its baby that's been <gasps> in the area. So periodically, I hear the little baby screeching at mom and mom hooting back. It's a great horned owl. So that's the really deep, that kind of like classic who. Yeah. And uh, so I was just sitting outside. I was actually sitting outside because I was hoping to see bats because I really like bats. Yeah. And I could hear them. So I was sitting outside hoping to see them and I didn't see any. And now I know why, because the owl was in the tree uh-huh. and it, I saw it come in and land and it kind of scared me because they're, I mean, I'm, I've never been under the impression the great horned owls are small, right? Like I know they're big, but it's like, you know, you know, elephants are big and then you see an elephant and you're still like, oh my God, it's so big as if you're like discovering this in the moment. Yeah. But it flew into the tree I was sitting under and I was like, oh my God, it's huge. And then I sat out there just to see if it would fly away again. Uh-huh. And it's just so creepy because I, even though I could see it moving around in the tree, it was like timing it with the wind. So I couldn't even hear the tree rustling oh. outside of the wind sound oh because God. it's just like part of their instinct to be so silent. And then it took off and it flew and it flew right over me and right by the house. And it was so huge. Oh, that's awesome. It was really cool. Wow. But it scared all the bats away, so yeah, I, I would imagine. That. Well, what have I been up to? I um, I had some house guests, and we did a cat themed escape room. Oh, which was really <laughs> fun, Mars. It was so fun. Like, like everything kind of was cat related. So, at like one point, you had to like 
smell these things and then match them to these other smells and then push all the buttons at the same time that are the correct smells and you had to like climb up into this room and then climb back down and then into a tunnel like it was super fun oh my god yeah it was really really fun like i thought i was over escape rooms but now i have escape room fever again oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah big time i've only been to the one that we went to for mega's birthday wasn't oh. it her birthday mm, it might have been my birthday there was like a room where you had to shoot yeah, a little toy. One hundred percent, it was for my birthday because you were the one we kept trying to send through the laser maze. Right, and I only remember this because I remember walking in and being like, "If there's not a laser maze in here, I'm going to be real disappointed." <laughs> and then, and there then was. we turn the fucking corner, and there's a laser maze, and I was That's... trying to not be like me, me. I'm doing it, so I was I trying do, to be I casual. Do remember, you were kind of like begrudging about it. You're I like, was yeah, trying I'll to try it. I was trying to be like casual, like yeah, I guess so. If you guys don't want to do it, I guess I you guess totally I'll just pulled it off. Give it a shot. <laughs> Next time you come down here, we should all plan another escape room. We discovered yeah. that there's. And one of the rooms is almost entirely done in complete pitch black. Oh my gosh. Which I'm kind of into. That would be so cool. Okay, I'm glad you think so too. Who's going to do this with me? <laughs> me. I would yes! do that. Okay. I would go to there. Right? Doesn't that sound fun? Yeah. So yeah, so that was fun. Um, I don't really have a warm-up question, so I guess I'll just... I think I'm warmed up. How about you? Yeah. All right, I'm cool. warm. Ox. <laughs> I'm clearly not my... Awesome. Okay, so I picked St. Agatha. And the reason I picked it was we've been kind of doing these blind, like, just taking a chance on things. And so I just thought, fuck it. Let's give it a shot. Who doesn't like a spooky nun, right? So, so yeah, I mean, that's no better reason than I just decided to take a risk on it. And uh, we'll see how we feel if that risk paid off or if uh, maybe I need to make more educated choices. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I I like it when we do these kind of... Because you never know. Yeah. I mean, I did cheat a little bit because I had seen the dark before. Oh, right. I mean. But I'd only seen it once. If that counts. (laughs) Yeah, no, that totally counts. So, St. Agatha. So, this is from 2018. It's directed by Darren Lynn Bootsman, who is responsible for Saw 2, 3, and 4. He also, Yeah, he also um, directed... Repo the Genetic Opera and Abattoir. He's he's directed a lot of horror films. So he's not like a first-time no. amateur. No. So he didn't it, seem like it. At St. Agatha didn't seem like someone's... Like, it seemed like it was directed by someone who knew what they were doing. Gotcha. So I'm not... I'm kind of not surprised. Okay. All right. That's good to know. All right. So it doesn't star anybody whose names... Who have a ton of name recognition. No, but it stars a bunch of people who look a lot like people... Yeah. With a lot of name recognition. Yeah, that's very true. Because it looks like it stars Brittany Snow, Rose McGowan, and <laughs> oh my god, I can't think of what her name is. The the woman who plays, I don't know any of the characters' names either, but the woman who plays the head nun, she yeah. looks so much like Jessica Lange. Yeah. Although, Carolyn Hennessy should be in all the things. Who, who is she? She was Mother Superior. Oh, yeah. Because she was legit scary in this, I thought. Um, I'm trying to place because I could see this person. I like I know I said Jessica Lang, but there's someone. There's another actress who she th- looks more like to mm. me, but I can't. I can see her in my head in movies and TV shows and things, so, but I can think of what her name. Or, can you think of um, a movie that she was in? Because you can IMDb that shit and reverse engineer the name. Yeah, but I can't. Uh, don't you hate that? Where you can kind of like picture the costume. 
I know. This usually I t- I bring these to you and you're able to solve them for me, but I I don't I can't even give any like details about what I remember seeing her in well, other than being like a snooty you, older lady like who's uh, keep going. Like sometimes if you're thinking about other stuff, like it'll percolate forward. If you try too hard, like you can't come up with I it. I know. It's like the more I focus on it, the fuzzier it gets. Yep. But... Just let it let it kind of come to you. It it'll come. Yeah. It'll definitely come. The other thing I had a trouble with was keeping Catherine and Paula separate. There was, like, two characters in this that had the same face, I thought. Yeah. The so, one that opened I mean, the door and then the one that turned out to be her friend. Because I was like, wait a minute. Are they yeah. the same person? Yeah. Um, I'm sure I'll get to it at some point. But that also caused a, a issues for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I am not alone. And like, like I mentioned before, this movie goes... De- definitely in its own directions that I couldn't, I didn't see coming, uh-huh. but I had a lot of theories that went nowhere. Right. But one of them based on the fact that so many of the younger characters looked like so many of the older ones. <laughs> oh, wow. You like went full conspiracy nut with this. I cannot wait to hear where you went. Yeah, it was a bizarre journey. All right. Awesome. All right. So, uh, do you mind doing the synopsis for this bad boy? I do not mind. Um, I am going to have to fully give the disclosure now that I'm going to get hazy on the various escape attempts. You know what? Don't worry about it. So it might get a little glossy, but we'll get there. Okay. I mean, I guess the main the main theme is that there are escape attempts, and I might not be able to dis- <laughs> to remember which one. they very poorly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, okay. So we start, we, oh, wait, we start out where she's in the basement, right? Uh, we start out where there's a girl in the basement who's yeah. in, like, the coffin or whatever. In a coffin, screaming. Uh-huh. And then we get the, like, the, the, you know, it doesn't give the title of, like, three months earlier. But, like, you know, you get the the impression that we're going be- back to before this happened to figure out how was this girl ends up. Was that her in the coffin? I thought so. I just thought it was a girl in the coffin. You know, it might have been. There were three blonde girls Every, in this. That's the, which this is, movie has a real serious, like, uh, casting issue. Which is... The, so the first... I don't know where to start. One of my first theories on what this was happened to do with, like, looping time and ghosts. Because there were so many blonde girls who looked like the main blonde girl... <laughs> And I was like, okay, she's a ghost reliving her own story as a third party. Or. Hey, that would have been cool. You know, or something along those lines. So, I don't know, but that never went anywhere. Spoiler, that's not what it is. No, it's not. <laughs> My other, the other thing I was talking about with all the doppelgangers is I thought this was somehow another version of a Luke story where we were seeing the young girls become. The nuns. The nuns. Or, like, oh. the nuns were going to possess them in order for, like, like a get-out scenario where they were going to oh, be young like a skeleton them. key situation? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Spoiler, yeah. that's not it either. No, it's none of those things. No. <laughs> it's also not the things that I thought it was going to be. It's, yeah. No, I went into a lot of different places with this. Yeah. And I was, I was not right. I was not the close. The twist was no twist. There's no, there's no twist. Um, <laughs> anywho... So we start out meeting Mary, who's a pregnant young woman who's going mm-hmm. to live in this convent in the 50s because it was just, just so unheard of for an unmarried young woman to be pregnant and raise her baby and all this. And, and you know, we learn later that the nuns are some amount of, of influence that they that they put on these girls to be like, oh, you're not responsible enough. You can't have this baby. Why don't you just come here 
and have it here and we'll take care of you. You know, so there's mm-hmm. there's some there's some brainwashing that occurs in various parts of this movie. Ooh, but yes. uh Mary's brought into this house where she meets Paula, who's got a face scar, and she meets the other nuns that are sworn to or not sworn to, what is it? Taking a vow of silence. Taking a vow of silence. I was about to say sworn to secrecy, but that's not the right <laughs> saying at all. But also true, accurate. Yeah, I guess, yeah. And a uh, mother superior and she meets some she meets the Rose McGowan lookalike who they, you know, mother, uh, Paula says, Oh, you know, we think she's, what is, what, what, yeah, I was going to say, what's the, what's the word they used to use when they were trying, when they were being mean, but trying, I had to look her up because I, the person she looked like not Rose McGowan is a good call as well, but I thought she was the chick from, um, Oh, what was that one we watched where like they had superpower mind's eye i thought it was the chick from mind's eye oh. that had the awful sex scene yeah but no they just they should play sisters yeah but did you ever see vhs yep she's the <gasps> vampire that's where i've seen her oh, yeah. okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> i hadn't looked her up but the whole time i was like i know i know she's not rose mcgowan but i also know i've seen her in yep. something she's the vampire oh. i like you yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> all right yes yes um and uh mary witnesses a scene that didn't make sense at the time but will later of a nun leaving a blonde girl in a room and the blonde girl saying but where is he yeah. which i think I'm pretty, I mean, it's supposed to be that she gave birth, right? And they took oh, the yeah, baby. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. 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 Um, but we don't know that yet. Right. So, yeah. Um, and so Mary's introduced to all the rules where they're talking about, you know, you're not to talk in the dorm, in the dorm room or whatever, and you are going to be on our schedule and you're free to go whenever you want. And we're going to take mm, your stuff. never believe a nun when she says you're free to go whenever you want. Well, that, and, like, when they take your stuff, and they're like, you'll get it back when you leave. Like, yeah, that's some, like, human trafficking shit right there. Yeah. Just get yeah. your passport. That's the minute when you're like, you know what? I think I'll just take it back now. Thanks. Yeah. That's, I've made a mistake. Yeah. I've changed my mind. Um, But she doesn't. She is instead shown to her room, right? Because they don't do the the recording session now. No. No. They take her to the room. See, I'm going to get all the events a little bit That's mixed okay. up. They take her to the room where she meets Catherine. My first theory happened here where I was okay. like, well, Catherine's a ghost for sure. Because <laughs> she shows her, she brings Mary into the room and she's like, this is your room. The girl who used to have your bed isn't here anymore. Blah, blah, blah. And then she leaves and locks the door. And then Catherine's just sitting there and no one has acknowledged her when they first walked in, even though she's sitting right by the door. And all of a sudden she right. just says like, Hello. I was like, oh, for sure that's a ghost. For sure. <laughs> Not a ghost. Not a ghost. That's the first thing that I got. She's just a creeper who just sits upright on her bed and waits for visitors. <laughs> Much like a ghost would, I guess. Yes. Um. Anyway, Mary meets the other girls. There's Catherine. There's Tight Ponytail. I never caught what her name was. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. And there's, oh, I can't remember what her name is either. Not Rose McGowan. Um, her name was Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. Yes. And they're all, well, Catherine type ponytail and Mary all are all, are all pregnant. Um, Sarah has given birth. Her baby died. Doris. In... Doris, Doris? Is type ponytail. Yeah. Wow. I don't think they said that name once. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I know they did. 
but I feel like they didn't. Yeah, I can remember hearing it one time in the movie. I don't even remember that one time. It's when she, like, wakes up and she's, like, calling out when, like, the weird priest shows up. Oh. She's like, Catherine, Doris, and, like, oh. literally that's it. <laughs> oh, poor Doris. I know, poor Doris. She also kind of, like, is the only one who exits the movie and doesn't get a scene about it. All the other ones get scenes about what happened to them. Right. She just like she just shows up again. They're like, "Oh, Doris doesn't sleep here anymore." Yeah, oh, where okay. the fuck is Doris? <laughs> oh wait, she's is she in the? She's oh, I think she's getting buried. Oh yeah, I like it. We're not even there yet, but we're like, we're, we're hey, we now. gave the we gave the warning. That is true, and none of the spoiler. If this warning. is your first time listening to the show. Now you see why we say it. We freaking mean it, and not a part of the spoiler warning promise that we would tell this story in the the order that it happened no in. no no it did not <laughs> um because most of the story is pretty straightforward it's not it's until you get to the end that things start to go yeah anyway so um we meet all the other girls it's just definitely a, a creepy place you know um mary the mother superior asks to see mary and you start to get a sense that paul is a little jealous because she yeah. makes comments of like you know, she yeah, likes you now, but she won't always, and, you know, whatever. Um, and they give Mary some quote-unquote vitamins, which, again, like, uh, if you're in a creepy convent to p- repent for your sins, and the nuns are creepy, and then they hand you just, like, a little cup of unlabeled pills, and they're like, no, no, they're vitamins. Like, those yeah, aren't vitamins. Don't take those. Don't take those. That's not vitamins. But she takes it. She starts to feel woozy. Things start going kind of fuzzy. She starts getting, like, you know, hallucinating. She starts hallucinating little flashes of fire or lava or something. It looked a little like lava. I don't know. Whatever. It's just supposed to be, like, <laughs> creepy, you know, imagery. And they wheel out this little case, which later turns out to be uh, an audio recorder. But Mary doesn't stay conscious enough to, or conscious long enough to see it happen. And then wakes up in her bed but we get a dream at this point that shows a little bit of mary's background mm-hmm. um which also this whole scene just took all sorts of turns that i didn't see coming at all because it's mary yeah. in a bar playing poker with a dude and then another drunk dude wanders up and basically mary and the first guy are gonna con the second guy she's gonna slip him an ace and he's gonna win but the guy catches them and demands all the money, and Mary's like, oh, no, 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 he didn't want to cheat, I made him, you know, whatever, and the second drunk guy chases the first drunk guy away, and then it turns out that the second Tweez. drunk guy is actually her boyfriend, Jimmy! Tweez. And this is a con they pull, because they're trying to get money to help Mary and her little brother run away because her dad's abusive, and Mary is a black guy. But, it, you know, we follow her back home at some point where she's like, you know, she's with her brother. We meet her little brother, William, and Jimmy shows up and he's playing trumpet outside her window to call her out and they, she lets him in and they're banging and William wants to know where his sailboat is and she'd been running a bath but left it so that she could meet up with Jimmy. And anyway, William tries to get his sailboat and later we find out he hits his head and drowns in the tub but we can pretty much put that together from where this scene ends where he's trying he's climbing up onto the tub to get his sailboat yeah. and then the door closes and it's yeah. like well that only had one ending we yeah. already know what that is For it's real. not going to be a shocker i'm so i'm i know this doesn't matter but i was so the thing that bothered me most about this movie was like it was supposed to be set in the 50s and like 
it was it her hair nobody had layers in the 50 like the clothes the style everything was wrong it was just bugging me the whole time <sighs> i didn't notice but i also don't have that much of a knowledge base in it so yeah well let me assure you it was yeah. not period <laughs> perfect not even close like when they her, the first time you see her and she's got like eyeliner all the way around her eyes i was like no, oh yeah wrong incorrect <laughs> no <laughs> I know it doesn't matter to the larger thing, but like, if you're gonna have a period film, like, give a winged eyeline. You know, well, what I it's mean? not Just, that hard. Run a, run really a cursory not. Google search. Yeah, you know, jump on Pinterest. You'll, I mean, it's she has all there. beautiful hair, but it was not period appropriate at all. At all, she just had like the beachy waves everybody has now. Yeah. Yeah, I know it doesn't matter, but it really annoyed me. (laughs) It took me out of the movie because I was so like the same thing when like we finally see Mother Superior's hair. Like, oh yeah, I have like a fifties like um like a like a little short you know Audrey Hepburn. It it was like a full like Karen. I want to speak to your manager haircut. Like nobody had that in the fifties. Nobody should have it now. They do, but they shouldn't. Um, but they definitely didn't have them in the 50s. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a little strange, too. Yeah. And I don't even, that was, and that was the only thing I saw where it's like, "Mm, I don't feel like that's right, but, you know. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Sorry. I I had to, I had to get it in at some point. Now felt like the right time. I mean, I already feel like the structure of this episode of Stream Queens is going to be, we're just going to say stuff about the movie at times. I don't think it's going to be very, uh. (laughs) Which is fine. Yeah. Which is totally fine. Uh, we get a little bit of background on Mary, though we haven't actually explored why she's at this convent yet, or you know what the decision was. Other than I get, I think we get some images of the nun handing her the card while she's sitting at a table, and mm-hmm. is like, "We take care of girls like you," or whatever. Um, I kind of, I don't. What? What even happens after that dream? I feel like I just jump straight like into Mary can... trying to get away. Let's just lump. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, I think we can lump it. We can say like. Basically, things like Mother Superior seems one way, and like the other nuns are kind of scary, but Mother Superior seems kind of warm and nice. But then we finally see her true colors at a dinner table scene. Yeah. Well, and we get some of those weird, like Mary sees a girl get hit. She's looking under the door and sees a girl get beaten up in the hallway or something, and she yeah. sees a face in the ceiling. And everybody says it's rats, but like, you know, we're in a, in a horror movie, it's not rats. Yeah. Um, and things are just starting to seem a little. Uh, uh, wrong. Yeah. And um, we get a really upsetting. There were so many. As much as this movie was kind of like, oh, creepy nuns. There was a. There were more. There were a handful of things that happened in this movie that I was like, well, I've never fucking seen that before, and now I have. <laughs> like what? Great. The first one being this dinner scene when Catherine wants to leave because she starts feeling ill. Yeah. And she throws up, and then she eats her vomit. She's and forced I, to eat her vomit. We don't see her actually, but the sounds Oof. and the knowledge Oof. and watching everybody I else react. I just can't imagine that that would be a good idea to do what a table full of pregnant ladies who are already nauseated. Like, oh. how did that not turn into a scene from Stand By Me? That's what oh. I want to know. Because I, I wanted to vomit in my own home. If I had smelled it and seen somebody <gasps> eat their own vomit, I would fucking throw up. Yeah. <laughs> there is no way that my fucking vittles stay down if i witness that and it's just another one of those moments where i don't understand like if 
how, you know, Mother Superior is being all threatening and is like, oh, but you didn't finish your dinner. And I'd be like, oh, you want me to eat the, I, I'm going to go ahead and just go, uh, I'm going to leave now. As yeah. you stated previously that I can leave whenever I want, I choose now. Now. Yeah. And you yeah. can keep my shit. It's not that important. Yeah. I'm not eating fucking vomit. No. No. Um, mean, not to be picky, but no. <laughs> not happening. Um, and then we get, what, the donor breakfast? How about? Sure. I mean, we just get more scenes of Mary having weird visions. Um, she she has a dream where she's in, like, a... a what do they call it? The, the part of a church that has statues and candles and you sit in benches mm. i don't know enough about religion to even be able to name the, the parts of a church the nave i, I sure okay. i don't know take your word for it she gets the she has a dream where she's there mother superior is there and there are other nuns with like masks on and she's getting all these creepy messages about sin and redemption and uh she sees the audio recorder playing that has a confession of her saying that she killed her brother and that she sees things and that she feels like she's crazy but she doesn't remember uh making that confession and then uh she wakes up and all the other girls are putting on like what i don't know the 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 hood hat habit habit they're putting on habits and they're putting on makeup, which was the other weird thing. I mean, yeah. I understand that this is not a by-the-books convent. I get it. Well, I think they're putting makeup on so that they look pretty for the donors. Right, but, like, you know, if this was your typical convent, then they wouldn't do that because, no. you know, makeup is a sin for, you know, there's reasons. I don't know. <laughs> I, so I know so little about religion that I can't even talk about it without and use the right words. I'm just like, you know, like the big sailboat hat i don't know <laughs> the, the indoor bench in the candle room <laughs> did you never go to church at all growing up no i've never been in a church what yeah like not even for like a non-religious event mm -mm. a wedding nope oh yeah That's so interesting and now i feel like i can't like i feel like i mean <laughs> there are and, various reasons to give it a pass but... and you've seen how many churches there are around my house right like if, i feel like you just stumble into one accidentally yeah i mean every wedding i've ever been to has been and not in a church and every funeral i've been to has also not been in a church really yeah that's so interesting. I've never even gone in one to, like, use a bathroom or something. I mean, like, I haven't I just... been in a church in years and years and years, but I feel like they're kind of, like, unavoidable at some point in life because yeah. other people are religious. Yeah, no, like, I've just never... Huh? I've just never been so in you one. you don't know if you're just gonna burst into flames. Yeah, I... There's no way to know! <laughs> <laughs> this is like, like, I've also never been stung by a bee. You've never I could been stung be... by a bee? Yeah, I've never been stung by a bee. I could be horrifically, like... Thomas J levels of allergic to bees, and I don't know. Oh my god, we're gonna yeah. get a full my girl situation over here. I know. Now you know why I go into such a like a dark panic every time I see one because I'm like, <laughs> this might be it. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> oh, that's so uh, funny. For all I know, churches is where all the bees are. I've never I been mean, in one. Maybe, are are they just full of bees? The, I, I don't know. I mean, kind of <laughs> <laughs> emotional bees, <laughs> uh, psychological bees. 
But yeah, so they're getting all gussied up. Yeah, and Mary is, at this point, very sure that something's super wrong with this place. And so they go downstairs, and it's all these elderly couples who, I mean, for sure this is a baby auction. Like, right. I mean, walking in a situation. It is full get-out situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mary makes a break for it. She gets into the woods. She trips and falls into a bear trap. And Oof. is, yeah, found by a couple who are, you know, obviously on their way to the church to go auction some babies go mm-hmm. participate in the silent baby auction so they bring her back mother superior is acting all oh thank you so much the poor thing blah 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 but uh, you know as the minute the couple's gone uh torture begins yep and we've skipped a whole part where they took her to the basement yeah the first time yeah. so at some point previously yeah she misbehaved they took her to the basement they locked her in this coffin, and then they start systematic brainwashing procedure, where they lock her in the clo- in the coffin. Then they open it up, and they are telling her, "What is your name?" Because they're telling her her new name is Agatha. Mm-hmm. So it's the "What is your name?" "What is your name?" "What is your name?" "Eat," and then back into the coffin, and then "What is your name?" "What is your name?" "What is your name?" "Eat," and she's very resistant, and then she gets fucking baby bird fed by an old lady oh gross oh it was so bad (laughs) it was so bad oh like to the point where even paula who was watching was like oh bitch eat (laughs) nobody wants to see this god mary for the please just eat the fucking food no one wanted to get to this (laughs) level and it looked like it was like chicken or something yeah it was not good yeah yeah um we get more flashbacks of Mary's past where we learn that Jimmy, who I honestly at the beginning was like, this guy's going to be a douche. Like, he's going to, even if he's not the one who gave her the black eye, yeah. he's going to be like a jerk. He's going to leave her. She is, you know, whatever. But he was actually a sweetheart. You know, he actually yeah. was totally into like, our baby, you know. And yeah. at one point when he visits her at the convent, he's like, oh my God, you got so big. And it's I so know. cute. And the thing is, is none of this would have happened except for that Mary like threw that fit. Right? Mary, like, I mean, obviously, I don't want any of these things to happen to anybody, but like, it was a situation where, like, it was a she created this whole problem herself. He invited her on the road with him. He wanted to be there for her, but she was like throwing a hissy fit outside of a soup kitchen, and then ended up in this fucking convent. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> because Mary. the guy that they conned previously tracks him down, beats Jimmy up, steals all their money. Mary wants to go to a soup kitchen. He doesn't want to do that. He presented solutions. He did. They may not have been ideal, but I mean, we all face situations where we're like, these are my options. I don't like any of them, but I'm going to have to pick one. Yep. You know? And Mary didn't choose wisely, I feel. No, no, no. She, like, she was, like, punishing him or something. Yeah. And he was just, I mean, he was doing the best he could with the resources he had. And he was in a surprisingly good mood for having his nose been broken by an intruder. (laughs) Yeah. I also liked the part where the the guy who was beating him up was like, where's my money? And Jimmy's like, we spent it. And he's like, bullshit. I'm like, dude, she's like three months pregnant. How do you think he held on to $35 for three months? (laughs) Yeah. Seriously. Like, come on! It would be like, if it was like the previous day, or like, they stole a million dollars. Right. You know? It was, anyway, besides the point, it just was dumb. Um, uh, Mary eventually succumbs to the the name Agatha, just to be 
let out. Just to not get baby birded anymore. Oh god, right, that would have been tell it too. You can me anything if it's going to prevent you from spitting chewed food into my mouth. It wouldn't even have gotten to that point. I would have seen that. I would have heard that nun say, "We'll feed you like a baby bird," and I then seen like, her Agatha, put food Agatha, in her own Agatha. mouth, and I'd be like, "Oh, I take a bet. My name's Agatha. Nice to meet you." <laughs> how do you do, how do you do, ladies? No. I'm I'm Agatha. You can call me Aggie. <laughs> <laughs> I would have broken 100%, so fast. 100%. I mean, the first time they closed the thing, I would have broken. Oh, yeah. The minute they opened it again, they were like, your new name is Agatha. And I'd be like, like it sure yeah, is. Correct. You are right about that. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't understand the purpose of this. I don't either. Is it just like brainwashing? I think Like they're so. just breaking her? Because like, you feel like it's going to have plot significance, but it never really does. Yeah. I don't understand. I don't. I still don't. I was hoping you had answers, but. I mean, I think it must just be. I mean, I think it's two things. One, like psychological, just like I said, just like brainwashing and like breaking her because she was like so spirited. But also I think it is. Um, and because she and there's like grooming that's happening around like maybe plans for the future. Yeah. Um, But I also think it's a red herring. Like, I think they want you to think this is going to turn supernatural at some point. Yeah, because, so this was, like, my fourth theory. is like, well, it's ghost possession of some sort. You know, the ghost of St. Agatha is here, and they're trying to find her a body. Right. But it was not that. I thought it was, like, some sort of ritual, and they were going to sacrifice the baby. Mm, yeah like that like it was gonna be like the child of agatha or something like that. i thought there was some, were, i thought it was the beginning of some kind of ritual yeah because they were putting so much emphasis on the survival of the baby and the importance of the baby that seemed to be on just like a financial investment yeah you know it wasn't like oh we got to make sure the baby's okay because we need those four hundred dollars or whatever a baby yeah. goes for but it, they just made it like oh the child and like my child and like all this stuff that made it yeah. seem like it was going to be really ritual but it, it was, it wasn't. So no, no, no. I mean, and I think that's totally intentional. Like they're specifically misleading you on these things because they want the payout there to be like a twist payoff. And whether or not you feel that way, we'll see. But yeah. I think I do think it's totally these are red herring moments where they're trying to plant these ideas that it, there's some like supernatural ritual happening. Which worked. Like I mean, I base, did just think. like the weird red lighting in the basement and yeah. like. Like, it's all set up to, like, all of the cues are there, all of the, like, hints are there that it, it that that's the direction it's going. And so, I don't, I mean, well, we'll get to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, anyway, I am jumping all over the place. That's eh, okay. Where I realized I needed to turn back and talk about the Agatha scene was when, um, Mary has fallen into the bear trap, she's been recovered, they take her down to the basement, and she gets her arm Ooh. cleaned out in a tub of salt water, which, ugh. Ugh. Uh, rough. Ugh. I didn't know skin would bubble like that in salt water. I don't think it will bubble. Yeah, I didn't think so. I mean, I know it hurt like a bitch, but yeah. I didn't know it would react like that. I don't that. think it bubbles like that. Unless like, she actually is a demon. <laughs> oh, shit. Was it holy water? Uh. Uh. Yeah. St. Agatha 2. We're going to find out. <laughs> Electric boogaloo. Yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, Mary is recovering with her arm wound, which is not doing so hot. Catherine makes a comment to her. She's like, the next time you're going to do that, take me with you. We also get intermittent scenes of about how um, Mother Superior is poisoning all the rats. And one mm-hmm. of their jobs is to pick up rat bodies, which is super gross and sad. Yeah. Um, uh, not Doris. Now I can't. Sarah. 
Sarah starts talking about how she thinks her baby's alive mm-hmm. because she heard him cry. And for that, she gets punished. She's told Ooh. that she's going to have to leave the convent, but she doesn't want to go inexplicably. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it was early onset Stockholm or I think, something. Yeah, I or... think she was like Stockholmed out. Yeah, because she doesn't want to go. And so Mother Superior says that she can stay if she cuts her own tongue out with just the smallest scissors that she could possibly uh, find. I mean, it was only like maybe two degrees above nail clippers at that point. They were tiny. It was uh, not great. It was not great. And then she has uh, Mary brought up to witness, basically. And um, Sarah only makes a part way through her tongue. And then yeah. Mother Superior helps her out with Ugh. the end of it. Oh, so fucking gross. It was so gross. I mean, that was this like, is where you get the, like, oh, right, this guy directed Saw. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Yep. I didn't know that, but it's making sense now. <laughs> uh, so now, I think at this point, Doris has disappeared. I don't know. Poor Doris. She didn't really get No, I don't think so either. A yeah, lot I, of fanfare. I mean, well, I think Doris, no, Catherine goes into labor. That's who yeah. we should go into labor. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I mean, I think Doris, they say she went to labor and they took her in the night, right? And then yeah. they just never bring her back. Yeah. Um, Which I think you're probably right. She is probably what they're burying later. Yeah. I'd assume. Although maybe it could have also been Catherine. Because we saw oh, Catherine yeah. get pillowed. Smothered. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Pillowed. So uh, Mary and Catherine decide to try to make an escape. This is the thing that baffled me is every... Every sneaky escape attempt that happened was just the loudest fucking thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it in a was horror movie. very poorly done. The whole and it worked. Like that was the thing is they're making all this goddamn noise. They're walking around with lit candles, like just fro- frozen in the hallway while people walk by, like it's a Scooby Doo cartoon. And nobody <laughs> and, and nobody saw them. Yeah, and like they did the thing where like they stole the iron ring of keys and then to like get it to the other person, they tossed it down the hall. They're like you know trying to be sneaky and get out and they're like yeah. oh this jingly metal block of many pieces here let me toss it to you underhand yeah. catch Shen- i'm calling shenanigans on that one and they're just like running through these hallways these wooden hallways just you know no 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 sense of like well we should probably be Stealthy. covert about yeah. this right right uh but no um anyway they make a couple of escape attempts they don't work Catherine goes into labor she has her baby at the same time that uh, Mary's getting her ankle broken by Ooh. a vice. I I didn't know what was happening. I thought they were both in labor. Oh so no, I hundred percent understood. They so were I didn't. Her ankle. I okay, that's okay. So I thought they were both in labor. So I was just like, oh god, they're like really tr- like locking her ass down. And then the fucking crunch happened. I was like, oh no! I didn't because I wasn't expecting it. Even though I I knew they were doing it awfully fucking tight, I thought they were just like getting her ready to give birth. I think well, maybe that's what they were going for. I only knew they were going to break her ankle with a vice when they saw the doctor walk in with the vice. Oh. And, but it was kind of like off to the side and in the back. I don't know why. You just knew. Fix you it. Know. and it was gross which when they finally show the vice closing on her ankle you can see the rubber foot wiggle like oh really i mean i would think i was so like skeeved i was not paying that close attention yeah you can see it wiggle because it's rubber but you can see it like not a a way a human foot would wiggle but the actual construction of the foot looked real it looked like a real foot if it hadn't been for that wiggle it would have looked real so that i thought that was another foot movie for you oh my god nobody wore shoes in this fucking movie and i understand i get it they're all barefoot because it keeps them from being able to run away very easily right so i understand the tactic but 
God damn it. Yeah, a lot of foot stuff. But that so, was also like the close-up on the foot, prolonged foot action. I thought of you. I was like, oh, poor Mars. Yeah, it wasn't my favorite. Yeah. Like, we need, um, does the dog die, but is there a foot? Yeah. <laughs> Are yeah. there feet in this movie? <laughs> yeah. I watched Straw Dogs for the first time ever last night. Ooh. And I was, I've been really into The Sims 4, too. So I was playing Sims 4 while kind of half-watching Straw Dogs. And I looked up just in time to see Kate Bosworth touching Mar- James Marsden with her feet. And I was like, oh, nah. damn it! <laughs> Forever unclean! So many other things happen in this movie, and that's what I glanced up to look at. Oh, bummer. Sorry, dude. Anyway, so so Catherine gives birth. She, the baby's taken from her and she's smothered and now it's just Mary and, um, mother superior tries to make a deal with her where she's basically like, you know, you and I, we're, we weren't meant for this. We were, we weren't meant to be mothers. We're, we should be doing this where we're like powerful business women yeah. selling babies. And she tr- basically tries to convince Mary to like be her second. Right. Cause she right. talks about how the other nuns are really greedy and she hates Paula well, I mean, and also, it, like, now you understand what Paul is talking about at the beginning, like, when she's like, you're not special, you're not a big deal, and, like, why that jealousy is there, right? Because this yeah. chick is getting groomed to basically be one of them. Yeah. Yeah. And Mary, actually, I mean, it's it's an act, but she's pretending to be interested. Right. She's like, would I get paid? Oh, let me think about it. And she gets to see <laughs> the ledger that has the quote-unquote proof. That all the babies were given to good homes, which mm-hmm. I mean, probably. I don't know. I mean, know. if you can afford to go in there and buy a baby and support a convent, and none of those people who were at the baby auction looked like they were like, "Ooh, I'm just, I'm, I'm buying a Cinderella. That's what I want this for." Like, it did yeah. seem like people who were like <laughs> Cinderella. <laughs> <laughs> it did seem like people who were like, "Oh no, I actually want a baby for the joy of raising a child." Yeah, you know, or like, in, or in the case that we see of the couple who actually buy Catherine's baby. It's for their daughter yeah. or whatever. So, you know, whatever. It's kind of like picking up your puppy at the puppy mill, I guess. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I have feelings about puppy mills that are stronger than about this baby content. Yeah, well, same, but... same, same. Anyway, that's besides the point. Um, but Mary is... So now, all of a sudden, Mother Superior is like, let's treat Mary nicely, because she might be uh, she might be a, a, one of your co-workers soon. So she asks Paula to bring her food and take her back to her room, and in that moment, Mary sees Keys sitting on a bed in an open bedroom. So she fakes her second... I think it's her second fake going into labor. Mm-hmm. She fakes going into labor a handful of times. But she uses it to snatch the keys while Paula runs to go get help. And Paula, who just, like, rolls her eyes and is like, again? Which I don't blame her, because she's yeah. already faked faked labor a couple of times at this point. And in another baffling, just spit in the face of science, Mary's got a pocket full of metal keys and is being helped up by someone else, and not once does anybody hear them, you know? <laughs> You're like, and she's got a broken sound works. She's got a broken ankle, so she's limping. Like, it's, it's jingly. It would be jingly. And I actually had a thought where I was like, oh, it's like when you smuggle something out of out of a grocery store. She's probably got it between her thighs, right? Like, she's smuggling it between her thighs. No, it's in her pocket. Oh, my God. Yeah. Anyway. So Mary tries her third or fourth or fifth attempt to escape and <laughs> doesn't make it. Once again, unsuccessful. Um, nope. But she does manage to steal the page out of the ledger that has Sarah's baby on it and all of Mother Superior's money. And then she starts pulling a bribery racket, mm-hmm. where which I understand it was probably trying to be like a callback to the poker scenario, where she's right. playing one person, and mm-hmm. then it turns out she's actually playing the people that she 
convinced we're on she was on their side you know yeah because she pays off the nuns and the doctor who he looked like such a pleasant man to be doing something so That's awful how they get you he had such nice eyes mm-hmm. but anyway so she pays off all all the people the nuns and the doctor um while also talking to sarah and being like we 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 go and poison them. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna poison them. Um, I'm a little confused as to how the just plain ice water didn't taste like poison, but sure, just go with it. Whatever. Why not? I also liked that the rat poison bottle had the picture was not of a rat, but it was of like a sad cat. Was it? Yeah, it was like a sad looking cat. Oh, I missed that. And it was just like, oh, I guess I'm out of a job. Oh, got it. That's fucking funny. I'm assuming, like, because it's rat poison, it wasn't a universal animal poison. Yeah. Or, I mean, it, it is. It will kill anything. But, like, you know, it's not advertised. It's advertised as rat poison at a yeah. sad cat. I imagine it's because he knows he's unemployed now. But... <laughs> Putting cats out of business. Yep. Uh, so, anyway, this plot goes forward where the nuns kidnap... The mother superior. There was a scene where we found out they killed Jimmy, by the way, that yeah. I skipped. Uh, they killed Jimmy. They made it look like she was crazy to the, the sheriffs that show up, one of which is also pretended to be a priest in the past. It's all a conspiracy that wasn't fully explored, but I mean, I guess it's just because they had to have someone in with the police. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I I accept it. Yeah, I don't have qualms with it, but it's yeah, just, I think you know. he, Yeah, he was like paid off and he was posing as a priest to yeah. bring her there oh for some reason that makes way more sense to me it was like oh it's a priest pretending to be a cop no nah, i think it's the other way yeah that makes much more sense that's that tracks way better than mine but any, anyway um so they lock sister uh, mother superior in the coffin mm-hmm. sarah feeds everyone poison mm-hmm. and uh mary runs away but then, and Paula chases after her, and then Mary finally doesn't fake labor and yeah. actually has her baby, and she tells Paula, like, you can take the baby, you can do whatever you want with me, just let my baby live, you know? Yeah. Paula delivers the baby, and Mary strangles her with her umbilical cord. I was wondering, are umbilical cords strong enough to strangle someone? I mean, I don't know that much about them, but I imagine they're probably pretty tough. Tensile strength of the umbilical cord, according to the American Journal. The tension on the cord does not exceed 7 pounds during controlled cord traction. The cord will rupture in only 2% of cases. So I guess 7 pounds? So I guess the second half of that that you maybe shouldn't Google is how how many pounds per, or like what's the tensile strength required to strangle a human? Don't Google that. You'll okay. end up on a list of some sort. Okay. Did you find out the answer, though? No. Oh, I'm not I, Googling oh, that I either. you did Google it. <laughs> no, I'm not Googling that. I'm already on a list, probably. I mean, shit. My search history with the jobs that I've had? Girl. <laughs> I was talking to Hurley about this once. Where I was like, I wish I could find a way to Google how to make a pipe bomb without getting put on some sort of watch list. Because I'm just honestly curious. I don't want to make a pipe bomb. I just want to know how manure turns into a pipe bomb. Right. I mean, I guess you go to the library and use their computer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's probably what everybody at the library is actually looking up. Like, I'm honestly just curious. I have no intention of making a pipe bomb. And you know you me, I don't know. like... But I'm just real curious, like, yeah. how how you go from poop to bomb. I don't know that... Un- I don't understand that process. Yeah. It's interesting to me. That is interesting. I live within walking distance of a library. I should okay. just stroll over one well, day and be like... Out. Let me know. I would like to use your internet. I will not be looking at bomb making. 
Please don't look over my shoulder. <laughs> All right. So anyway, she strangles her with the umbilical cord, which we are unsure if it would work or not. But if it's yep. less than seven pounds pressure, then we're good to go. Yep. So may or may not be possible. Was cool, though. They actually did like <laughs> some blue makeup on her face at some point. Did you notice that? I that did. She actually, she actually went blue in the face. Oh. And I mean, like it cut to and from that so you didn't see transition because i'm sure you know it was makeup yeah. but it was just a cool detail i feel like i see people get strangled in movies all the time and they don't put that much yeah effort into the details yeah. and it wasn't like oompa loompa blue but you know it was blue enough that you're like oh there's oxygen deprivation happening <laughs> just such a weird thing that that's the detail that are like we cannot not include this i know they didn't even do a single google search about 1950s hair but they were like yeah we gotta make her face blue. I agree 100%. That's where all the time went. Yeah, I guess so. Um, they also probably were Googling whether or not you could strangle a human with an umbilical cord. <laughs> probably. That probably took a lot of work. Yeah. It's a specific Google search. Yeah. Um, so Mary gets her baby. Uh, Mother Superior is locked in a coffin. Sarah stabs a nun through the ear with a key. Mm-hmm. And, uh... If our last most baffling shot of the movie is Mother Superior in the coffin and a voice is whispering, what is your name? What is your name? And she says, Agatha. And then that's the that's the, I mean, that's the are end. you presumed to think that she once was in the coffin? I have no idea what I, I presume. Mean, I think because I think all the nuns have been through this process. Like she recruits from within. Like if you look at Paula, like when she opens the door, she has a fresh cut on her face and it's a scar later in the movie. Oh, I didn't notice that it changed. Yeah, so I think w what the takeaway here is that everyone has been through this, and, like, Mother Superior, she also went through it. But she was the one who made this decision to turn the convent into this. She was the one that carried on the work and got kicked out. Oh. I, she's the one that turned it, like, I think... I thought I mean, she was running it like a convent, and then when they took away her funding, she turned to the baby selling business. No, I think that I think what she did is she took adoption and turned it into the baby selling business. Oh, because this was like a thing. Like there was this was definitely happened. Okay, there's historical backing for places where they would send girls who were troubled, uh, mentally ill girls or pregnant girls would go to these convents, and like, they would. They would sell the baby or they would adopt out the babies yeah. against your will. So, like, think probably what happened was she wanted to keep doing it and got to keep the, the location, but like had no more funding and she just turned it into a business. Oh, okay. So, but I mean, I, that doesn't mean that that torture, like, I don't think she invented that St. Agatha torture. I think it's something that they did. Oh. What is St. Agatha the patron saint of, I wonder? St. Agatha. Is it a, is she a thing? Patron saint. Of rape victims, breast cancer patients, wet nurses, and bell founders? And belt sanders? Belt, bell founders. Oh. I, don't, I thought you said belt sanders. And I was like, well, I that, mean, you're like, you're really that really is a saint for everything. All of that was following in line with, like, a theme until the belt sanders. I just imagine this woman is, like, teaching women how to nurse their babies while also building a cabinet. <laughs> You're so funny. One of the high, most highly venerated virgin martyrs of the of an, Christian antiquity, Agatha was put to death during the persecution of Decius in Catalina, Sicily for 
her determined profession of faith in 250 to 253. Her written legend comp comprises straightforward accounts of interrogation, torture, resistance, and triumph, which constitute some of the earliest hagiographic literature. According to the 13th century Golden Legend, 15-year-old Agatha from a rich and noble family made a vow of virginity and rejected the amorous advances of the low-born Roman prefect Quintanius, who thought he could force her to turn away from her vow and marry him. His persistent proposals were constantly spurred by Agatha, so Quintanius, knowing she was a Christian during the persecution of Decius, had her arrested and brought before the judge. He was the judge. All I'm going to say is if you're 13 years old and someone else is trying to get some and you don't want to, yeah. I feel like it's easy for some for that wounded boy to be like, well, it's not that she doesn't want me. She just took a virginity vow. Yeah. Okay. This is okay. So basically to force her to change her mind, Quintanius sent Agatha to Aphrodisia, the keeper of a brothel and had her in prison there. Agatha never lost her confidence in God, even though she suffered a month of rape, assault and efforts to get her to abandon her vow to God and go against her virtue. So, okay. I mean, I kind of get the idea of why this is called St. Agatha and like why this is the saint that they picked. Right. Yeah. Oh God. Amongst the tortures she went underwent was the cutting off of her breasts with pincers. Ooh. That's not the right tool to do that with. Oh. <laughs> How about none of the tools? <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean... Yep. So there you go. St. Agatha. We're learning shit. Uh, I don't um, like it, though. <laughs> all right, so what did you think of this movie? You know, I didn't hate it, but I was very confused. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was going to be, as I explained, a series of different things, and it just wasn't any of those things, and I am not even really sure when we got to the end if I understand what it was. I mean, it wasn't supernatural. It was definitely no. about, like, psychological torror. Yeah. Torror? I was trying to say psychological Wait, which torture. Which of us didn't have caffeine? <laughs> well, I'm on my second truly. True. So. True that. Okay. Um, I was trying to say psychological horror and psychological torture, and it came out as psychological torror. Yeah. Seems like a valid word at this point. Sure, why not? Yeah. And uh, so, uh, I mean, I guess it was just Mother Superior getting getting triggered, basically, inside of that coffin and being yeah. like, oh, I was in here once, too. Yeah. I mean, but I think that's the implication. I don't think I'm, there's anything supernatural about this movie. No, no, no. I'm the most disappointed that Jimmy died because he was just yeah! a pure man who wanted to have a baby with his hot girlfriend. He was yeah, just so psyched. I know. That was that was the one only one that I mean like obviously there were things that were upsetting in the movie, but I was kinda like, oh man I know and he kicked the bucket. Because he yeah, he never was a dick. He was always like a good and even, dude. Even when he showed up at the convent he wasn't like you know, I feel like the, the typical way for that to go in movies is for the guy to be like, oh, this place looks like a dump. Why don't you leave with me? Blah, blah. But instead he was just like, oh, look at you. Oh, yeah. my God. And even when she was trying to tell him, like, my baby. And he's like, no. He wasn't even, like, getting mad with her. He was just no. like, no, our baby. Yeah. Our baby. Right? Our baby. Yeah. Like, he just, oh, he was so excited to be a dad. Yeah. <sighs> rough stuff man and you just don't see that in those kinds of characters very often. no i mean they like, usually never write them like that yeah you know what i mean like yeah, the, and he was just so sad when she made him go away i know i know and he was so innocent like when she's like are you alone and he was just like yeah like he was like so uh, not like oh my <sighs> girlfriend ran away to yeah. a convent full of weird nuns who are staring at me he was just like oh hey yeah what's up you want to go yeah why'd she ask him that she fucking she Put his ass on blast with that. 
<sighs> yeah. Yeah. So, would you recommend it? Yeah, I mean... I don't know that I would recommend it in like a, oh my god, you have to, that's, it's such a good movie, you have to watch this, but I wouldn't necessarily like discourage anybody from watching it. It's definitely got some really cool gross stuff in it that I haven't seen before that I think is, you know, it's really gross, but I think it's worth it when you see a new kind of gross. True. Very true. I liked the umbilical cord strangulation scene. <laughs> yeah. I, I I've never dope. seen that before. I did the not only, like and that. All I could think the whole time was like, they only cut the umbilical cord once. Like, that thing's still coming out of her. And oh, she's God, using it to I strangle someone. I didn't think someone. about Like, any minute now, placenta. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like a second birth. Ugh. Like, it's as, you know, strenuous as giving birth. Giving birth to the placenta. Gross. Gross. One of the many reasons it's a hard no for me. That okay, so you would not necessarily recommend. I it would be a soft recommendation. Yeah. It I, would just be like like if someone told me like oh I'm gonna watch Saint Ag- Agatha on Netflix, I'd be like okay. Let me know what you think. That's, <laughs> kind of thing. That's a choice. Yeah. So okay, so let me just say what I liked about this movie to begin with. Okay. Um, I thought I already talked about it a little bit that Carolyn Hennessy's performance as Mother Superior was actually pretty excellent. Like she does this thing where she switches back and forth between n- nasty and nice on a dime that is genuinely frightening. Um, one of the hardest things I think villain for villains to pull off is a a sense of quiet menace. Mm-hmm. Um, and like usually you can be like a bombastic and scary over the top character not necessarily easily but i think more easily than just sort of communicating danger through like a quieter performance or by being someone who can slip in and out of like seeming totally disarming and actually being a villain so that her performance i thought was excellent in this movie i also like just to piggyback on your thing i liked how she yeah she slipped between those two personas but then we got like two scenes i think where she was neither where she was just a businesswoman you know like when she's talking to mary about taking it over and she's no longer the holy like put held together she's sweating she's digging in the dirt and she's just like look this motherhood (laughs) was not for people like us right i mean Real, right. Let's just keep it real for a minute here. Like, I, we got we got other things. Do you think I'm running a charity here? And then, like, the scene where she's talking to the nuns in the bedroom and they're, like, smoking and stuff. And she's just like, look, we got to do what we got to do. This is a business yeah. we're running here. You know, like, and I liked, I liked those two scenes because it showed, like, oh, it's an act. Both, yeah. you know, like, the nice thing, the menacing thing. But ultimately, she's just a businesswoman who's right. just, you know, she would do well on Wall Street. Yeah. She's got the sociopath thing. She'd make a great CEO. Yeah. So, so yeah, she to me was like, I kind of felt like she was in a different movie than everybody else. Like, she was like really fucking bringing it. Um, and I think on paper, I really like the idea of this movie a lot. Like the way that it explores, like, like it sets you up to think that it's like some supernatural like deep ancient evil and it reveals to you that the evil of this movie is actually just like human greed yeah. and it's like this mundane evil that like exists in the world and like and that is an interesting concept to me um i don't I know like about the it. Ex- sorry oh no i was just gonna say I, I like i like that it's like um i think it's is it supernatural where they're trying to solve a mystery and it turns out just to be people and they're like it's scary you know the scary stuff is scary but scarier when it's just humans you know i wonder i don't know if i've seen that episode 
But I don't know if it's supernatural, but it's one of those TV shows where it's like normally it's something supernatural and then it turns out that it's just evil people. Mm-hmm. And it's like really unnerving because, you know, you watch these people fight demons and stuff all the time. And then when it turns out it's just evil people, just like, it's like fuck. unsettling, maybe not more unsettling, but it's unsettling in such a different way that it's like, oh, that's right. Humans are evil. Yeah, right. Exactly. And I, I, I conceptually really like those kinds of themes. And I think the idea of couching it in sort of like a nunsploitation, supernatural kind of thing is a cool way to disarm you and then like be like, no, 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 no. Like this was actually just about the money all along. Yeah. Um, that I love. Uh, I don't know how well it was executed. Um, like I, like for instance, I don't know. Yes, we get the like info dump at the end where she's like explaining like this is all a business but like i don't i don't i don't know if i felt like that landed because i we you we both came away with it from with questions right like i don't need to be spoon-fed everything but i also feel like i it's like i have to do a lot of of connecting the dots and like hand waving for it to come together for me yeah I agree. um and i felt like uh yeah like it, it it, like it had, I think like there was an idea at the beginning and there was an idea at the end and like it kind of was very convoluted in the middle with like all the multiple escape attempts. Like the, sh- the show kind of felt like it floundered its way to its runtime and then it, it got to the part where it was actually interested in what it had to say. Yeah. So I, I did not love this movie. I'm, really? I'm, no. I'm glad that you didn't hate it because I always feel bad when I pick something that's just like awful and I put you through two hours or something. And I don't think that this movie is awful. I just think it's... <sighs> it's just thin. Yeah, I, I feel like I don't hate it. Like I, I, if somebody watched it, I'd be like, oh, what did you think? Like I'm curious to know what someone else thought about it. But it was, it's not something I would go out of my way to recommend to people. Yeah. Which yeah. is... I mean, I don't know. I, like I said, though, Carolyn Hennessy, give her all the parts. She's creepy as fuck. Yeah. She was great. Um, And I, there were some standout moments. Like, you talked about, like, the cutting out of the tongue was mm-hmm. deeply disturbing. The breaking of the ankle. All the stuff with the food. I mean, I, I guess I do kind of like it when you think about all the ways that they're torturing her, like it makes you think of that like girl next door where like all the neighborhood kids are torturing. That's based on a true story. They're like yeah. torturing that girl in the basement or whatever. Like, is that the Ellen page? Version? There's a couple of versions. There of is. Movie. Yeah. There's like American crime or something. Oh, like that's that. the Ellen page. one. Yeah. I, I think maybe I would have liked this movie. Like I know that why they went for the twisty twist of it actually just being not supernatural, but I kind of almost, like wish they hadn't tried to misdirect with that because like the story of what it ultimately is is actually better and i think the supernatural vibe and like uh red herrings diminish what's actually happening a little bit like they're not as impactful and except for in retrospect so like in retrospect i like the movie more than i liked while i was watching the movie does that make sense yeah yeah i get that yeah so like i mean i don't want to shit on the movie i probably better movie i could make but like yeah i I mean it looked really good yes it it was shot well they did good stuff with lights and darks and with framing and you know shot selection and stuff it looked really good it was just the story was a little bit uh i mean i don't even really know how to describe it it's not like it was all over the place but it also wasn't all not all over the place it's wheels in the middle like it got it just kind of like the same story beats were happening over again like failed escape attempt Dream sequence, failed escape attempt, dream sequence. It felt a little bit like it was just 
like there was no no actual progressive movement yeah. it wasn't like oh this happened and then this because of this and then this because of this and then yeah. this and then this and this it was just like this and then this and then it was like pieces that could have been put in any order and the movie would have been the same it felt you it know, also like, felt like mary was not like spirited or smart clever enough for you to ever fully get on board with her yeah you know what i mean like she didn't have that it factor that you normally have with like you're rooting for her because she's your lead character as opposed to like you're rooting for her because you're rooting for her yeah and and when mother superior offers her a job basically you know it just felt like she was basically just picking the one girl she had left you know like it didn't yeah. seem like oh well she picked her because there was no grudging reason, respect you know? there kind of thing yeah 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 so i don't know i i feel kind of like eh, about this movie like, we've had better, we've had worse. <laughs> yeah, agreed. All right. So if for for some reason I was like, you know what, I really, I, I'm, I didn't understand it the first time. I need a second round with this movie. What drink would I pair with St. Agatha? Oh, I'm not proud of this because it's just a pun, but Bloody Mary. Yeah! <laughs> I love it! That's so good. It doesn't even feel clever. It just feels like I think it's clever. Her name's Mary. She ends up bloody. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I think that's one of your best recommendations. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well then, there you go. Plus, I mean, I'm gonna need a little nutritional. You know, like so, I need yeah. a little substance. I need something with some substance, <laughs> right? <laughs> a little bit of sodium. What's in Bloody Mary? I mean, there's a lot of sodium in Bloody Mary. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Very good. Lots of horseradish. Mwah. Yum. All right. So we got a little listener feedback this episode. Oh. It's from our good buddy, Eddie. Eddie. <laughs> All right. So Eddie, uh, I will see how he feels about this, went ahead and took our advice and watched the, ep- the movie before, and he had some thoughts on St. Agatha. Ooh, okay. All right. So. Hello, Mars and Rachel. Ooh, top billing, Mars. Check oh. it out. Someone has a favorite. <laughs> I know you can't see me, but I just dusted off my shoulders. Ooh. <laughs> Here we go. Love the blind choices, by the way. It is how I watch many films. Still influenced by growing up Catholic. Oh, he's another Catholic oh. person like you. Like, I had to take the time to find out a bit about St. Agatha. The opening scene with our girl Mary in the coffin was confusing for a second, but after a bit with Mother Superior, I started thinking about how she got there. The acting by Carolyn Hennessy was so pointed, and the scene with Doris having to get in onto her bruised knees immediately lets us know that things are not all good in the convent. Nice to see Hannah Fearman, who plays Sarah in this film. Early in the films, it seems less supernatural than just a bunch of evil judgmental fucking nuns putting our girl Mary in the box. Her backstory, on the other hand, is tragic and the accidental death of her little brother and the horrible drunk father. Getting pregnant by the musician seems like the least of her worries. Of course, it seems it's hard to make good decisions for Mary in such a climate. I felt for her and she really was in a bad situation. Yeah, agree. Yeah. That's, that was, man. I mean, we're... Fortunately, heading back to those times in terms of uh, <laughs> yep, <sighs> women's rights and whatnot, but well, that's that's a different podcast. I have to say, I really don't like this kind of movie where the people are supposed to be giving and loving are evil and abusive. If there does not end up being some supernatural aspect, I will be very disappointed. I'm guessing he's writing this as he's watching. It sounds like it. <laughs> right? I got bad news for you, Eddie. <laughs> Things are not going to go the way you want. Okay. 
What I really did not like about this film, Mother Superior, Superior Carolyn Hennessy, is just too overacting. She's an overacting mess of a character. Me yelling at TV, blow out your candles, stupid. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Right? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and let's refresh our memories about the conversation we had up watching The Boy. <laughs> shoes are very important. Don't give up your shoes for any reason. Thank sleep, you. Sleep with them on if you have to. See, that's next level. I wear socks. But shoes is the next level. When I was in college, I used to sleep with my shoes on. You did? Yeah. Because you were... I had, a, I had a lot of anxiety about moving away from home and living with a stranger. And it uh, made me very anxious. And for some reason, it made me feel better to sleep with shoes on. Because you but I also like, ba- bounce if you had to? I don't know. I guess so. But I also... So, like, I sleepwalk when I go to sleep really stressed. And oh. my roommate was... A unique individual. And <laughs> I guess I used to get up in the middle of the night and, like, we had one, we shared a walk in closet. And so there were two, like, hanging racks, you know, hanging, mm-hmm. whatever. And I guess I used to get up in the middle of the night and switch our sides. Like, what? I put all my clothes on her side and her clothes on my side. And then once I, like, got up and put all the stuff in the freezer and the sink and all the stuff in the fridge and the freezer. And, like, we used to do weird stuff like that. Anyway, she thought I was possessed by the devil and moved out. (laughs) That's one way to do it. (laughs) Solving problems the Mars way. Right? I'm I'm a little impressed. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Uh, Shoes are very important. Don't give up your shoes for any reason. Sleep with them on if you have to. Them taking those Prego shoes is just a milder form of hobbling. The milder form of hobbling that Annie Wilkes did in Misery. Wow. Truth. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I don't know the last time you watched that part, but I don't know about that. <laughs> I think it's a lesser degree, yes. Yeah, lesser degree for sure. I just, yeah. <laughs> I would have liked a bigger nun brawl. Wow. I mean, truer words have never been spoken. I, I didn't know I wanted that until just now. Yes. I hate the trope of the belly hold and inability to walk or run while pregnant. Yeah. Like when she's in labor and she's just like, ugh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've never been in labor, so I, I, I don't know. Although I have never been and will never be, I know for a fact that people can move when they are pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> I seen it. Yeah. I don't know. This feels like a controversial statement. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, this is a perfectly fine story and choking the nun out with an umbilical cord is great and all. But all in all, I don't think this movie was covering anything in a new way. It just left. I just left it feeling like, eh. That was a movie, so it's not my favorite. That's fair. That's kind of how we felt. Sort of like, it wasn't the worst thing we ever watched, Indigenous. But, like, <laughs> it also was just kind of like, eh, eh, it's a movie yeah, I saw. It was a movie. Yeah. Uh, are the, there themes that I'm missing? Probably. But the point, maybe the point is that all people, even nuns, are fallible. I think he thought more about this than we did. Um, yeah. Are they saying that the morals of the 1950s were a mother who is unwed had to go off and had to go off out of society is fucked up well it is fucked up can religious people be scary damn right but not really that much in the film where the scary comes from is the corruption yeah that's true mm-hmm. uh i think there has to be a better example of this kind of story the one that comes to mind is adrian garcia bolano's rooms for tourists is a better example so check that one out as with every episode, I enjoyed the podcast. Keep on keeping on. Peace. Oh, thank you, Eddie. Yeah. I th- yeah, I think he makes some pretty good points here. Um, in terms of it does feel 
I mean, I feel like the thing with it being about corruption, like, I feel like this movie keeps trying to, like, pull the rug out from you. Like, it's not, it's supernatural. No, it's not. It's about evil religious people. No, it's not. It's just about corruption. Like, yeah. <sighs> like, no, I agree. It, it, was, it seemed like it was trying to red herring us, but it just melt, felt like it just couldn't pick a lane. It didn't, yeah. Like, it, none of it really landed the way that I think as impactfully as they had hoped. Yeah. So I feel like we're on the same page with Betty. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, that was a really fun letter. We always love hearing from you guys. Um, like we always say, it's nice to know we're not just shouting into the void. We want the void to shout back. Um, we have at least one listener. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Number one, Eddie. Um, so like Eddie, send us an email at reachoutzombiegirls.com or you can hit us up on the Facebook where we are hanging out on the regular. <laughs> and if you're enjoying the show, please do leave us a review on iTunes. Okay, so I guess that just leaves our plan for next week. Now, technically, Mars, this is a you pick, but we're doing something a little different on the next episode. We are actually having our first ever guests on the podcast. It's very exciting. I'm very excited. Right? Me too. Okay, so uh, we're going to be having on Justin and Larry from the Here's Johnny podcast. They are friend of the pod. We've recently been on their podcast. I've been on there a couple times previous to that great dudes um and so we decided we wanted to invite them to come talk to us and we're gonna let them sort of take over the show for the episode and they picked the movie for us um for the next movie now do you remember what it was mars i do and it's very exciting because i haven't right. seen this in a really really long time Ooh, what is it we're gonna watch candy man oh yes i don't know about you i'm so excited about the remake but it's been like probably 15 years since i saw the original movie Dude, yeah i haven't seen the original in a really really long time i'm also really excited about the the new one that's coming out and i mean they remixed a destiny's child song for the trailer and i'm Dude. here for that you know, I thought I was over the, like, slow, creepy versions of pop songs until they did Destiny's Child to get it. And I was I like, never, and I'm back in. Yeah, I, well, I mean, I never thought I was over it, but I heard that and I was like, oh, That's yes. Good. That feels good. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> feels yeah. very right, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to do Candyman. We're also going to switch up the format a little bit. We're going to steal, because, you know... We like to keep things very loose around here, but we're going to steal their very structured format and see how that goes. We'll see how we do with structure. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. We're like how many episodes deep and we've never tried a different, a different structure. So it'll be, that'll be fun. Yeah, I'm excited. So definitely before the next episode, for those of you at home who have not seen Candyman, especially watch it before the next episode. And if you haven't in a long time, well, you'll be like us. We'll get to watch it again. It's on Netflix, yeah? Yes, yeah, yeah, it's on Netflix. Good call, good call. All right, Mars, I guess that's kind of it for this episode. Uh, do you want to take us out? Yeah, thanks for coming back, everyone. Definitely watch Candyman on Netflix, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Okay, so I guess in Sicily they have some sort of, um, I don't know, like some sort of event or something where they like celebrate and they make these Sicilian sweets shaped as breasts, representing the cutoff breasts of St. Agatha. So I'm going to go ahead 
and put this link in our Facebook chat so you can enjoy that. And they're like these white mounds with cherries on top. Maybe there's a better way. <laughs> there's like a painting of her holding a plate with her breasts on them. So yeah, that's St. Oh, Agatha. ew! <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but like the look on her face is so like, yes, my breasts. Yeah. They yeah. are here. They are troubling. And, oh, actually, the one next to it seems a little bit more like she's holding them on the plate, and it's just like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. like, Fine, I guess I'll just fucking carry these around on a plate now. Assholes. Yeah, the peaceful one is weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The peaceful yeah. one is the very, The grumpy like... one is good. I like that one. <laughs> but yeah. So that's St. Agatha. There you she's, go. She's just got this look on her face like, guess what, buddy? You got two round things I can cut off, too. <laughs> True dad. Fall asleep. Yeah, fall Quintanius, asleep, you. you turd. Because now, I mean, everybody who listens to this, I'm guaranteeing they're just thinking about their own asshole. Were you at this the moment. one that told me about hairless cat buttholes suction cupping, cupping onto things? I absolutely wasn't. That totally was. Oh my god! Do you not know this? No. Oh my god! I get to tell you something about an asshole. <laughs> yes. So like, okay. So apparently, if you have a hairless cat, which I love hairless cats, and I would love to have a hairless cat, but there I want is one so bad. There is one drawback, and that's because they don't have hair on their butt cheeks. Their buttholes make direct contact with anything <gasps> they sit on, and so any any glass top thing they sit on, you can see a little. Suction cup marks are their buttholes. Oh left my behind. god! <laughs> so they you know go. what? That doesn't deter me at all. I still no, want one. I mean, come on. You know how many like cats walk around in their like litter boxes and then walk across your face and on your pillows? Oh, yeah. and, I mean, like it is a lost fucking cause if you have cats. Oh, yeah. Like it's cat butts wall to wall. I know everything I own is covered in cat butt memories. Like, yeah, it's my cat's asshole has touched everything I own. Exactly. So you just gotta like let that go. But like I just think it's hilarious that they leave little butthole kisses everywhere <laughs> they go. Like you know, like it's like you be romantic and like kiss a napkin or something. Like, but not that. <laughs> <laughs> But the reverse and the size of a cat butthole. <laughs> oh, oh my god. So there you go. The more you know. <laughs> <laughs> Stream Queens, episode 33, the asshole episode. <laughs> Which ironically had a male character who wasn't an asshole. <laughs>